What up? We are back again today in the studio, and it is time to get the ball rolling. Hey guys, we are back again today in the studio. Super excited to be bringing you another episode of Get the Ball Rolling. We are now on to our fourth week, right? This is absolutely amazing. I am so excited for everything that this this podcast entails and everything that this week is going to bring us. Week three, uh, despite not having a lot of ranked teams uh, playing against ranked teams, it brought us a lot of clarity uh, within, I guess, the entire dynamic of college football. So let's jump into it. But first off, I want to give a special shout out. Uh, I ran my analytics on the podcast and I was looking at it, uh, kind of where our listenership is and where we are at. Uh, We are actually international uh, right now. And I just want to give a special shout out to the people that have been listening uh, outside of the United States. Uh, We have a few people out there in Canada listening, also a couple in France and Spain. So just a special shout out to you guys. Uh, Thank you for taking interest in our college football. I don't know if it was by accident or if you're listening, uh, you know, pretty consistently, but if you're out there, thank you for listening and for everybody that listens and subscribes to our podcast, just a special thanks, uh, opening up this week four of college football. So, uh, week three brought a lot of interesting storylines as we get into this. Uh, we're going to start off. I, I alluded to a little bit over the recap of week three, and that was the ACC uh, a couple years ago, uh, when the ACC was struggling, there was this thing on Twitter that you put, hashtag GoACC, all in, like, caps. Uh, well, not in caps, in lowercase. What's the opposite of caps? I don't know. It, all in lowercase, right? And you put hashtag ACC, and it was kind of in mock of the ACC and the conference as a whole, right? And I don't know if it was, like, to troll them or whatever, but everybody put hashtag GoACC. And I, again, I remember it vaguely. Well, again, I, as I was going through, scrolling through Twitter feed, kind of looking at the, the previews and stuff, this thing is starting to, uh, to, to start up again. And they're saying that it was because Georgia Tech loses to the Citadel uh, and North Carolina State loses to West Virginia. I mean, like, you know, Pitt losing to Penn State, Florida State losing to Virginia, even though that's an you know, interconference like that, that they they had to play each other, and so. Uh, but you know, there are a couple of uh, you know Boston College really looking bad against uh, Kansas. Everyone's putting hashtag go ACC. So I don't know what is going on with the ACC, honestly. I think that there's a lot of transition. You look on on both sides. There's a lot of first year coaches and first time coaches, uh, and it's just a big transition. I mean, Jeff Collins at Georgia Tech. He was at Temple before, kind of a new transition. Manny Diaz, first time uh, transitioning there. Mac Brown, although it's not his first year, he hasn't coached since 2013, I believe, uh, at the University of Texas. So he's new once again into the game. Uh, Scott Satterfield, he did coach at Appalachian State, but now he's here at Louisville. So I don't really know what's going on with the ACC, but this is going to be a conference that will be pivotal in the college football race. Now you're like, well, Clemson is going to get it. Yes. Clemson will get it, but if this team, if these conferences, if the conference as a whole continues to 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 not perform at the level of what we think they should perform at, honestly, it, 
instead of Clemson being the number one, they could drop as low as a number three uh, in the college football rankings just be, just due to you know schedule difficulty. Uh, another couple things from uh, week three, uh, Eastern Michigan beats Illinois. Uh, I've been saying that. I actually, they were one of my teams to watch. I want to see them go back-to-back bowl games, uh, end up beating Illinois. That was a big win. Uh, UCF trounces Stanford by a score of 45-27. to My goodness, UCF is still playing at a very, very high level. Uh, and then here's another uh, kind of interesting tidbit. The, the previous North Dakota State, right? North Dakota State plays in the FCS. We'll be talking about them on the FCS podcast. But uh, in the FCS, their coaches are undefeated through the first three weeks. Now, a lot of you are going, all right, well, first three weeks, you know, you might. Kansas State played Nichols, Wyoming. Uh, they played, you know, other teams. I mean, they did get Missouri, but they're both 3-0. Craig Bull at Wyoming uh, was at North Dakota State from 2003 until 2013 and has been at Wyoming since. He is 3-0, and he did have a big win over Missouri. Uh, Chris uh, Keelman is at Kansas State, and he is 3-0, uh, and he beat Mississippi State. So just a little bit of a shout-out to them and uh, you know previous coaches. I want to follow James Madison as well, uh, these big FCS programs. And, and honestly, both teams are looking very good despite having new coach turnover, but uh, kind of interesting that they're both you know combined 6-0. and And as the season progresses, I don't think that uh, they'll go undefeated, but it is an impressive feat, uh, and we'll continue to monitor that situation. Uh, and then another big one is uh, BYU upsetting USC. Uh, I, I said it a little bit uh, beforehand, I guess. I, I alluded to it for you guys. And I said, I'm not impressed with this quarterback. Uh, kind of like in the, the Alabama, the national championship game, Tua comes in, Georgia defense couldn't adjust, and Alabama gets the win, right? Well, they prepared for Jalen Hurts. They were dominating Jalen Hurts. Now you're going to throw a whole new guy out there? I think that's what happened with Stanford. Now, Stanford might not be the best team in the world, but I think that's personally what happened. Uh, anyway, so... Stanford just didn't adjust. It made him look really good. BYU really isn't that good of a team. Now, they did beat Tennessee. It took overtime. They did beat USC. took overtime. Congratulations. I've been hard on the Cougars. And my friends uh, in Provo, Nick, Zach, Thomas, and and all my other mission friends and and people that I know there, I, they've, they've told me, you've been really hard on BYU. I'm, say, I'm saying it how it is. Congratulations on getting these two wins. We'll see what you do against Washington, Toledo, but enjoy the moment of beating USC. But USC losing, honestly, Clay Helton, uh, he's put in a really bad situation right now. It does not look like he's going to be keeping his job at the end of the season. And they are taking on Utah. Now, Utah, I believe, has not won in the Coliseum for the last 100 years. So you do have 100 years of history of Utah not winning in the Coliseum. So focus in this week. I mean, obviously, I'm a Utah fan, so I'll be cheering for Utah. But we'll see how USC responds to the adversity in which they are placed down in, in Provo this last week. All right, now we're going to be moving on. We have a new segment. Um, I know we did this last week, and it was uh, really well liked and really well perceived. So uh, it's called the On Our Radar. Now, these are the people that have uh, this last week or throughout the season have impressed us, and we just really want to talk about them. Uh, number one team that has impressed us is the Central Michigan Chippewas. Uh, they are 2-1 and one through 3. Uh, Jim McElwain. 
I don't know if I'm saying his name right, but he was the coach at Colorado State and at Florida. He has a combined record of 44 and 28 uh, entering the season, so it's 46 and 29. Uh, he's there at Central Michigan, and I think that is a great place for him. He proved he could win at Colorado State, uh, and he proved kind of that he can win at Florida. I mean, it wasn't what, you know, they obviously they went with Dan Mullen, but he had a good, I mean, 44 and 28. He's two and one in bold games all time. So congratulations to them. Uh, next up for Central Michigan, they are going to be taking on Miami, Florida and Western Michigan. So uh, definitely a team to be watching uh, and a coach to be watching because you, know, you give him a couple of years, Central Michigan might be running the Mac because he really is a good coach. Uh, next team up, and I failed to mention them in my previous podcast, but uh, the Southern Miss Troy game. It was a great game. I believe it was 47 to 42 or 47 45. It was a really close. Oh, 47 42. It was a really uh, close game and they surprised me by a lot uh beating troy that is that is uh no easy task troy is an extremely talented team well they won last week next up they're on the road against bama this is the southern miss golden eagles and home against utep so uh i believe they do have one loss already they're they're two and one or yeah, two and one, I believe. And uh, they are going to be taking on uh, Bama, so probably two and two. So they're going to be three and two. But it honestly looks uh, like they're going to be having big games against UAB, big games against North Texas, big games against Louisiana Tech. It's going to be fun to be watching this team. Uh, they went six and six last year. However, they did not go to a bowl game. So definitely a team that we want to be watching uh, as this kind of rolls ahead, right? Uh, another team. And I have a completely different podcast. And if you have not listened to that podcast, go on uh, right now. Stop this one. Go listen to the Tulane podcast. I ha I bring on uh, Gary Smith from New Orleans uh, Times Tribune, and he talks to us a little bit about uh, Tulane football. I've been very, very uh, impressed with this team. I tweeted out a bunch of stats. Um, their sideline pass right now is only twenty dollars. You got to understand that this team. I, I get it. They're I believe they're they're two and one. But this is the first time that they're favored against Houston since 2003. They're minus 4.5 right now. Opening betting line before I started this podcast, it was four and a half points. Uh, they are playing Houston. It is the first time that this team plays on ESPN. Yes, the real ESPN, not ESPNU, not ESPN Plus, not ESPN3, the real ESPN since 2010 when they took on Ole Miss. And this is the first time this week that they got three votes in for to be inside of the top 25. They haven't had any since 1999 to be in the top 25. So this Tulane team really doing something special down there in New Orleans. If they can beat, honestly, if they can beat uh, Houston, it will be like, I mean, we're talking like a big old waterfall. Like their schedule sets up really good. We're going to, uh, let me pull it up right here just to just to reiterate. So they're 2-1. and one. They beat FIU, lost to Auburn, beat Missouri State, which was the biggest uh, margin of victory ever in Tulane football history. They take a week off, and then they go on the road to Army. So these next two games are going to be pivotal. Uh, they take on UConn, which I think they'll roll over UConn fairly easy. They're on the road against Memphis, on the road against Navy, home against Tulsa, at Temple, home against or home against UCF, and at SMU. So it sets up where I think they can get it. They really need to get this win. They'll be 3-1. and one. 
probably break the top 25 and you're going to be taking on a really good army team. But again, this is not like their, their talent. There's a big talent disparity. I really like this golden, uh, this green, sorry, green wave team. I like Justin McMillan. I said it a lot in the podcast. They're definitely on our radar and I cannot wait to be watching that game, uh, come Thursday night on ESPN primetime, turn it on. Um, I believe uh, this episode will air on Friday uh, and and is being recorded previously, obviously. But uh, definitely we'll see what the outcome is. But they are still on our radar going into week four. Another one is Virginia. They are 3-0 and through three. They are 2-0 and in the ACC, beating uh, a couple of really big-name teams. I like it. They beat Florida State last week. I think Bronco Mendenhall is building a very, very quiet program while uh, the rest of the ACC is kind of in disarray. They beat Pitt at Pitt. They beat William & Mary by a significant margin, and they um, they beat Florida State this last week. Now, that was close. I mean, but you got to understand, the Who's going and beating Florida State wherever, home away, doesn't matter, or neutral site. This team, uh, in just this decade alone, has only been to three uh, different bowl games. And before that, they went in 05 and 07. So it's not like they're, they they have a rich history of, of getting back and, and, and stuff like that. I really would like to see how it all turns out with this a with this ACC team. I honestly think they're the favorites right now in the coastal division. Um, and then we're going to be keeping a team uh, for more of a negative connotation. But uh, Felipe Franks is believed to be out for the rest of the season with an ankle injury. I believe it was right ankle injury. But uh, they have Kyle Trask. Uh, he came in, won the Kentucky game. I mean, he did get it. He went 9 of 13, 126 yards. Uh, they ended up beating Kentucky. And Kentucky's kind of been Florida's uh, Achilles heel. They do not know if they will start Kyle Trask. He's a redshirt junior or Emory Jones. Jones, who's a redshirt freshman. Uh, we don't really know what they're capable of, but it couldn't have come at a better time. Now, I don't want to say that injuries are good or or anything by any means, but uh, the next three games, they're home against Tennessee, which you got to feel pretty good about. They're home against Towson. Now, Towson is a really versatile team. I love Towson. Currently, they are number four on our top 15 chart. And I want to see how they will play against Florida, but Florida's defense is really big. I mean, big, fast, stronger, you know, the deal, but Towson is a really good team. And then they're home against Auburn. So the next three games, they're at home. Uh, they only have one. Well, they have two sec games, but Tennessee has proven that they're not uh, playing super good. And uh, honestly, really excited to see what this team is capable of going forward. And what if, uh, these two quarterbacks, Emory Jones or Kyle Trask will be up to the task of winning it, uh, for the Florida Gators. So that is our on the radar five teams that have impressed us through three weeks or have impressed us just this last week uh, in the case of uh, Central Michigan and not really paying attention to who the coach was. Congratulations. So up next, uh, we're going to take a step away for a quick second, uh, take a little bit of an ad break coming up. We'll have our bottom five of the week with the along with the games of the week for this next week. So stay tuned uh, up next on Get the Ball Rolling.
All right. And we are back after that ad break. Always grateful for Anchor and uh, what they do. Okay. So we started a segment. One of uh, our listeners asked for this. They said, will you please do a bottom five who we think are the worst teams in the FPS? Now, I understand that uh, I don't I don't like talking bad about teams. I, it does not bring me any joy in doing so because I think, uh, you know, when I'm a fan, I want to listen to my teams. But we do have our bottom five, and that is New Mexico State at number one. Uh, they are 0-3 right now. Uh, next up, they have, they're on the road at New Mexico. So a little bit of a rivalry, uh, home against Fresno and home against Liberty. So they could potentially pick up two wins. Uh, Liberty looked good last week against Buffalo and, uh, we'll see who wins the New Mexico bowl. Uh, I don't know what they call that. I just made that up. So I don't know if it's New Mexico or, uh, New Mexico state. I don't know what that rivalry is called, but we'll see uh, what ends up happening. Uh, the next one is UMass. Uh, UMass lost the Salukis, uh, lost last week. Uh, next up, they have Coastal Carolina, Akron, and FIU. So realistically, they could get a couple wins there as well. Uh, hate to see a team go defeated and not win a game because that would be terrible. If I was on the team, I would not want that. So anyway, but, uh, we have uh, UMass, and the next one is Texas State, and uh, their next games are Georgia State, Nichols, and a bye. So they could pull it out against Georgia State. We'll see what happens uh, in that game, and then hopefully they get a win against Nichols. Now Nichols is a top uh, fifteen team here at get the ball rolling, so we're going to put you know one of the best teams in the FCS versus one of the uh, bottom five teams in the FBS. We'll see who wins. And then uh, Ball State uh, at number four and. Uh, they play at North Carolina State. They have a bye and at NAU, so it does not look like they're going to be getting a win anytime soon. And then uh, Rice uh, still 0-3, home against Baylor, home against Louisiana Tech, and at UAB. So it does not look like they're going to be picking up a win. Now, I had made up a bunch of uh, funny names, but again, uh, for them, one of my friends that, that, that does this with me, uh, we talked about that but again i don't really like talking bad about teams but we did want to have a bottom five section just so you guys know uh we want to see uh, teams progress and hopefully uh next week that same bottom five is not there but again I, if I was out there, I would not want people talking bad about my team, even if I know they suck. I mean, hello, I am a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, and we have been terrible for years. I can, I, I can admit that. I know we haven't been good. So anyway. Uh, now we're going to be moving on. Uh, we want to touch briefly on the Iowa-Iowa State game because it was the game of the week uh, last week, as was Troy and Southern Miss. But we've already kind of went over that with Southern Miss getting the win, 47-42. to Well, Iowa-Iowa State, uh, it was we had some weather delays. Uh, we had ground-and-pound football that Iowa plays. Uh, but honestly, I was really impressed with Brock Purdy. Uh, he was 24 for 30. 37, uh, 276 yards, one touchdown. Really impressive. Uh, I still think Purdy, I think he's a year away from really being a Heisman candidate, and I cannot wait because I have been sold on this guy uh, for quite some time. I think he is a really good quarterback, and I think people need to be starting to pay attention to him. I also think Iowa State is a really good football team as well. So, 
Uh, despite the error, it was very anticlimactic at the end. Uh, I don't know if you guys watched this game, but at the end, uh, their one of their blockers ran into the guy receiving the punt and uh, went off his back and. And they ended up turning the ball over because it went off his back. He technically touched it, and that was all she wrote. And it was extremely sad, and I did not like it because I wanted to see if Brock Purdy could orchestrate a comeback against the Iowa defense. Now, we did learn a lot about Iowa, showed their grit, showed they wanted to win. I believe that is five straight for the Hawkeyes now. So it's a it's a pretty long streak there, and we'll see uh, next year uh, when they renew the Iowa rivalry, uh, when they go uh, – back home at Iowa to see if the Cyclones can go in and disrupt something there. All right, now we're going to be moving on to the games of the week this next week. And uh, this this week is actually extremely fun with a lot of tough games. Now, uh, like I said before, I already briefly touched on it, but the Houston Tulane game, it is will be aired Thursday. It is still one of our games of the week. Um, they usually uh, Friday morning, uh, if you're listening to this podcast now on Friday or on Saturday, uh, they usually have reruns in the morning before. So definitely watch this game. Watch the score of this game. If you're not going to watch the game, watch the score of this game so we can kind of know more about these teams. And you guys can tell me uh, what's going on with these teams. All right. Uh, the overall uh, game of the week will be Michigan at Wisconsin. Uh, Wisconsin's actually favored, and it surprises me. Uh, yes, I, uh, my dad is a huge Michigan fan and he's saying no uh, buy into the system we'll see if uh, Michigan will end up getting there uh, if they can win this game I believe next up is Iowa or Rutgers Iowa something like that so it's starting to look I mean the season's going to start tightening up a little bit they have their their touch-up games with Mississippi or Middle Tennessee State and uh, with Army, it is time to get rolling into Big Ten play, and I cannot wait, quite frankly. So that is the game of the week. We have a lot of questions. Uh, is Wisconsin legit? Uh, where are they going to fall? Uh, a lot of people talked about Nebraska the first year. I have Iowa winning that side of the conference, so we'll see if Wisconsin is kind of back after their kind of down year last year, going 7-5. and five. Okay, coming out of the SEC, the game of the week is the University of Georgia against Notre Dame. Obviously, uh, that's going to be a very big game, uh, number four against number seven, I believe, currently in the AP Top 25. And I really want to see how legit Georgia is. Their defense has looked stout. Uh, I've been very impressed. Uh, they, they ended up beating Vandy by a pretty good margin. They beat uh, Murray State and uh, Arkansas State as well. So very impressed with uh, what Georgia has done. However, we don't really know what we got. Same thing with, with Notre Dame uh, playing Louisville. I mean, they adjusted really well at halftime. I mean, you have that, but uh, we'll see which team is legit. I think Georgia uh, has looked the best, the strongest. Them and LSU have looked the strongest out of the SEC. So we'll see going forward what this is going to look like. But this is a big test for both teams. So there is the the SEC game of the week. The game of the week for the Big Ten is Nebraska at Illinois. And this is the game of the week because can Nebraska win on the road? They still haven't won. Scott Frost has never won on the road. And honestly, I don't know if they can. Illinois, uh, now they have Lovey Smith there, and uh, they're coming off a very disappointing loss at home 
against Eastern Michigan uh, when a game in which they were winning mo- the majority of the game. So I would like to see the fighting Illini win. And honestly, I'm leaning that way. Uh, Nebraska has not been impressive. Neither has Scott Frost, quite frankly. So uh, we'll see what happens there. But everyone jumped on Nebraska. I mean, now they lost to Colorado, so it's looking kind of bad for them. But everybody kind of jumped on that bandwagon. And I, at the first year, and I said, I don't know. I'm not really sold on them. They he still has to win a road game. And, uh, oh, here you go. Here's a first road game. It's against a fairly easy opponent, that of Illinois. Uh, at least in years past, they haven't been as good or as, as as what they once were. So definitely a game to be watching for. Out of the ACC, we have Florida State against Louisville. Uh, you, you guys all heard about the little kid raising money to buy out Taggart. Now, uh, I still like Willie Taggart. I liked what he did at Western Kentucky. Uh I guess this is going to be kind of a, a big kind of check-in. I know Taggart's in his second year at Florida State. Satterfield's in his first year at Louisville. Uh, Louisville is 2-1. and one. Florida State is 1-2. and two. So we're going to kind of see. We'll see if Louisville can is up for the task to, to take down Florida State. They do have to go to Tallahassee. So it'll be in a hostile environment. Really big uh, kind of landmark games for Florida State. Are they going to start, stop the slide? And uh, will Louisville get back to what it was when they were with winning with Lamar Jackson? Out of the Big 12, we have Texas against Oklahoma State. Now, Oklahoma State has won four straight in this series, the longest for uh, Oklahoma State. So I really want to see uh, can Texas, everybody says Texas is back. Well, if Texas is back, we need to see dominance. We need to see dominance in the Big 12. They cannot lose to Oklahoma State. They cannot lose to uh, Kansas State. They can't lose to TCU. They can't lose to West Virginia. The only team that I will kind of give them a pass is Oklahoma. We need to see Texas be back. Now, they looked really good against LSU, but uh, and, and Oklahoma State is undefeated, and their offense has looked stellar as, as, as usual, but we need to see can Texas beat Oklahoma State? It's been an Achilles heel in the last couple years, so we will see what ends up happening. Uh, out of the Pac-12, this is a Friday night game, Utah at USC. I believe Utah has gone 100 years. I don't know if they've ever actually won, but it's been 100 years. Utah's not won in the Coliseum, for that matter, so... Uh, I don't think USC is really good, and I think Utah is going to break that streak for, because uh, the last two times they were in the Coliseum uh, went, went went for it. Uh, it was twenty eight to twenty seven. They scored a last second touchdown. I mean, like minute thirteen. It was when Sam Darnold was the quarterback. Uh, he ends up throwing it in the back of the end zone, and it goes over the wide receiver's head. Uh, went for it for a two point conversion to win the game. Didn't work out for him, but I would still want to see what these youths can do against uh, a big Pac-12 power. Uh, hopefully, they're not overlooking this game to play against Washington State. And uh, the USC just lost to BYU, so you got to feel pretty confident about that as well. Out of the American Athletic, we have UCF. Now, UCF has been uh, – they have this new up-and-coming freshman quarterback now that uh, Winbush got hurt or uh, – yeah, I believe he got hurt. I don't know if he got – I mean, like, we're talking, like – fourth string and this kid is absolutely lit up last week he was 22 of 30 um through for 347 yards and four touchdowns on the season he's already had 719 yards and nine uh touchdowns so he's definitely been impressive i think that um the freshman out of UCF is going to be a big key. I think they can beat Pitt. They have not lost a regular season game in, in two years. So let's see if they can keep this going. They're going to have to go on the road to Pitt. Luckily, it's not towards the end of the season for the Florida team. 
to uh, go up to Pittsburgh because I know it gets cold there uh, in the winter, so we'll see what goes on there. Uh, next up, the Mountain West, uh, also a Friday night game, Air Force at Boise State. Air Force coming off of a big win against Colorado. Uh, we'll see who can win. This is basically for the Mountain uh, West Mountain Division. Uh, I still think Utah State is there, not to be forgotten, but Air Force looked really good against Colorado, a big Power 5 uh, win. They now basically, I mean, they had to be Colorado State, but they basically own the state. You should feel good about yourself. Uh, Air Force and Boise State has looked really good, too. I believe they're 22nd in the, la- the latest pool- polls. So uh, a lot of people are saying, you know, Boise State, UCF, kind of our uh, group of five winners or, or you know the bcs busters however you want to call it uh, back in the day we called it that we'll see what uh both of these teams do uh, out of the cusa we have louisiana tech against fiu if latex wins uh they will most likely go into their bye week four and one uh right now they're two and one with only obviously one loss uh, to Texas. Uh, if they beat FIU and then the, the week after they have Rice, which I think they'll win, they'll be four and one. And they're looking, they're feeling really good. Uh, they do have to play UAB. They have to play Southern Miss. And they have to play North Texas. But getting a win against FIU with the crossover is going to be a big key to see how far this team can go. And if they can, I mean, if they get a couple upsets, you you know, you go two and one against those teams, you could potentially be playing for the CUSA title. Uh, out of the match, we have Kent State against Bowling Green, and I wrote this down, and I think this is true, but uh, whatever team wins this should be getting to a bowl game. So, uh, sorry, I was just making sure. Uh, I believe that if Kent State gets the win, I think they can kind of get rolling. Uh, hopefully they can get back to 6-6 six and six and bring another uh, bowl game or, or a potential bowl game for those fans. And same with Bowling Green. They've kind of went through a slump the last few years after uh, uh, a couple of coaching changes. And now they, you know, last year they didn't play super well. So we'll see what uh, if they can bounce back this next season. And finally, out of the Sunbelt Conference, we have Coastal Carolina at UMass. Now, uh, UMass was one of our bottom five teams we really want to see what goes on uh i'd like to see coastal carolina get the win i believe that puts them to three and one uh so so you're feeling pretty good about yourself if you're coastal carolina they want to get to a bowl game they've never been uh beating a team like umass is just one of those signature wins that you need uh, a, a win that you yeah desperately need to be able to get that I mean, you know uh, coming from the fcs it is it is always a big time when you can go out and you can uh win a game against one of these top uh, FBS teams. I know UMass isn't top, but uh, and I know you're an FBS team too, and you're, you're a better team, but we'll see what ends up happening. All right, so that has been our show. As we look forward to week four, a lot of exciting things are on the horizon uh, as the season begins to kind of take shape. I would really like to see uh, a lot of these games. We'll see what the outcomes are. We'll keep you guys updated. Um, We're going to get a pretty good picture out of what the Big Ten will look like. We'll get a good picture out of what the Pac-12 will look like, mainly the Pac-12 South, but the Pac-12 North as well. Uh, Washington playing Stanford or or Oregon playing Stanford, one of those two games. So there's a lot of good games on this weekend. Definitely tune into them. Uh, let me know what you guys think if we missed a team. And then uh, also tune into our Saturday special when we talk about one of the teams uh, that we probably talked about on our radar. We'll go a little bit more in depth. Uh, we've had Tulane uh, on the podcast as well as North Carolina was last week. So we'll see uh, this upcoming week. 
what team that has surprised us. And uh, that will be our Saturday special. So thanks for listening. Uh, let us know if we can do anything for you. Uh, give us your opinion, our feedback on all of our social media. Uh, until next time, I hope you guys have a wonderful week and keep the ball rolling.